0: book recos between the pages i'm jess and i'm lauren and we're the pals behind book recos this is the podcast
1: where we chat all things books and just about everything in between tomorrow the book we've all been waiting for how to call your family by bella mackie comes out in the uk so we're going to delve into it today but don't worry it'll be spoiler free as always and you might remember
0: how excited we were to receive our early copies back on our summer Wreckos episode. So fasten your seatbelts, everyone. We're going in.
1: Right, let's get straight in. Lauren, hit it with the synop. Grace has killed
0: six family members without being caught, but now she's in prison for a
1: murder she didn't commit. Exciting news, guys. We've got a little snippet of the audiobook to share with you to show you just how deliciously sinister this
2: book is. Despite my crimes, I'm told I've received letters by the sackful, professing love, admiration, asking me where I bought the dress I wore on the first day of my trial. Roxander, if you're interested. That terrible prime minister's wife wore something very similar just a month later, unfortunately. Often hate mail. Sometimes mad shit where the writer thinks I've been sending them messages through the air. People seem to really wish to know me, to impress me, to emulate me. If not in my actions, then at least in my sartorial choices. It matters not, since I don't ever read any of it. My lawyer scoops it all up and takes it away. I've no interest, really, in what I represent to strangers, sad enough to put pen to paper and write to me. Perhaps I'm being too kind to the general public ascribing to them a more complex set of emotions than they deserve. Maybe the reason for such sustained and frenzied interest in my case is best ascribed to Occam's razor, the theory that the simplest answer is usually the correct one. In which case, my name will live on long after I am dead for the most prosaic reason of all, merely because the idea of a love triangle seems so dramatic and grubby. But when I think about what I actually did... I feel somewhat sad that nobody will ever know about the complex operation that I undertook. Getting away with it is highly preferable, of course, but perhaps when I'm long gone, someone will open an old safe and find this confession. The public would reel. After all, almost nobody else in the world can possibly understand how someone, by the tender age of 28, can have calmly killed six members of her family and then happily carried on with the rest of her life Never to regret a thing.
1: How freaking good does that sound? I mean, we did briefly chat about this book in our Summer Recos episode. If you haven't listened to that, then go and give it a listen. Um, And I'm so glad I enjoyed it as much as I expected to when I was squealing about it in that episode. Lauren, did you enjoy it? I bloody loved it. I found it a little
0: bit challenging to get into because I think I've said this to you already there's a lot of words and not a huge amount of like paragraphs to break the text up. Yeah they're long paragraphs and long chapters so I didn't really feel like I could race through it but I couldn't put it down I needed to know what happened like you said it's just so sinister and it's really humorous as well she's a really dark character but also just a millennial like us and like enjoys the same things that we enjoy and doesn't really buy into the whole um serial killer vibe as you might expect
1: yeah oh yeah she's not a traditional serial killer no she's quite surprising. oh it's so great so this is actually my um first bella Mackey book she's best known for her book jog on which I think a lot of people expect me to have read because of my marathon training. But it's very heavily associated with mental health. And for some reason, I find those books quite anxiety-inducing, even though it's not the point of them. However, I know about how she's written that book Mm. and that she's a really keen runner. So I was not surprised (laughs) that she frequently mentions running in this book and Grace, the protagonist, runs off her anger and nerves. Um, There was a quote where she literally says, where is it? Um... Lady Macbeth sleepwalks trying to scrub imaginary blood from her hands. I run for miles in any direction away from my crimes. Yeah, it doesn't take a therapist, thank you. I loved those <laughs> remarks throughout the book. Like, yeah, I know, a therapist would, like,
0: have a field day on me, but she's like, I'm aware of it. So I really loved, like, those little digs to the, to the reader.
1: Yeah, she's just so sassy. Grace is the loved ultimate it. sass queen, but to herself. Like, she'd never say her sassy comments out loud. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, she just quietly... um, Is rude about everyone. Absolutely.
0: I felt actually personally victimised by her at multiple points in the book. (laughs) Like, she's just so rude and catty, but so to the point and gets the nail on the head to pin down really specific character traits. Um, And I think she, like, takes the piss out of people who live in Clapham and have dreamcatcher tattoos and, you know... That's pretty much me in a nutshell. Yeah, so. she did.
1: I was actually going to text you at the time and I was like, I'll save it for the pod because she literally talked about me at one point. I don't know if you noticed. The quote is, <laughs> she's describing um, her best friend Jimmy's type as carries juke bags that had independent bookshop logos on them and work for charities. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's me. Her. Luckily, she went on to say that they wear glasses and hoop earrings and I still don't have my ears pierced. But then she said... Likes a cup of tea intensely. Intensely. And they brought it back the, around to me yeah, again. Yeah. So I'm Jimmy's type. And I quite <laughs> like Jimmy to begin with. Mm-mm-mm. Say no more. <laughs> um,
0: so, big question then did you like our protagonist, Grace? Yes.
1: I was really rooting for her. Like, mm, same. <laughs> she's clearly a psychopath. Um, and actually oh, I really wish I had my copy of John Ronson's The Psychopath Test Because we could have done it on Grace <laughs> Sidebar That's a really great book That's a record I won't talk about it too much in detail now But it's really cool it's, um, piece of nonfiction. But yeah I thought the way that Bella Mackey writes this raging psychopath with Who holds a grudge to oh, be yeah. so likeable Like why was I rooting for her so much? <laughs> same
0: and even even at the beginning we know she's in prison it starts with her yeah. in prison so I'm like oh god I know this goes wrong but I don't want it to go wrong I want her to you know succeed in this which is really twisted and quite um clever of Bella Mackey being able to like get us so on board with yeah. such a
1: yeah disgusting <laughs> main character so despite the fact that she um, victimized you, Regina George style. Mm. Do you like her? Do I like her? I, I
0: think I do. I think yeah. she doesn't. She like tries not to go with the crowd, which yeah, but not I loved. in an
1: annoying way. You know, some people purposely don't like popular things to be cool. She just literally doesn't care for it.
0: Yeah, she just doesn't give a shit. But she also likes quite um, luxurious brands and clothing, and she does. And all of that and yeah I don't know I just I did really like her
1: and I felt sorry for her um, her upbringing. I did too. I was really pleased when she kind of like that her adult life despite being a killer was better (laughs) than like when she grew up with her mum Totally. I actually found it really interesting that there was so much privilege in the book like she um, the family that she kills is all mega rich Mm. and she also comes across another family who are really well to do as well i wondered like why she thought about that putting that in the book because it kind of added to the story but then also like they didn't need to be um what does she i can't remember what the phrase is but like well off left lefties or something mm. i think because she was so incentivized by money as well yeah it was a
0: big i think she just felt very hard done by with by the cards that she was given when she was born true that she felt she deserved a more luxurious life than the one she had
1: yeah this is okay so when i was reading i was like oh grace really reminds me of the protagonist um in how to kidnap the rich by rahul rayner and actually the book is it's not the same at all but in that book the protagonist we look back on his upbringing the same way that we looked back on grace's upbringing so um ramesh is the protagonist in how to kidnap the rich and he's um, he's bitter from his upbringing much mm-hmm. like Grace um, and he narrates with like a really blunt anger a lot like Grace and as a result there's um, lots of funny one-liners and comments on the modern world um, the The plot of that book is I mean hard to summarise but I right so I just before I read the book I'd watched the Netflix documentary about the college scandal have you watched it yeah, yet? Yeah I have so for anyone that hasn't it's this guy in America who basically gets people to sit exams for rich people's kids and like photoshops them into pictures to get them sports scholarships it's mental go and give that a watch but essentially it's what happens to Rahul he sits the exams and then he gets the highest score in India for this dumb kid he and it propels this dumb kid to fame and so he blackmails the family into becoming his manager (laughs) (laughs) that sounds really immense it is it's it's really good and I enjoy it like but my favourite bit about it was actually the upbringing in India rather than the, like, crimes. Because, like, it gets a bit crazy. There's um, mm. just a lot of kidnappings. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is kind of your genre to a T, isn't it? Well, we all know how much I love Finlay Donovan is killing it. Yeah. I don't stop talking about it. Yeah, so that that book is another one that I think is totally different. Like, the mate, the... The main character who commits the crimes doesn't set out to do them and isn't sinister or like happy to be committing her crimes. But it's still very funny and it's still crime. Yeah. There's all the tense moments, but also the laughter. So that's Finley Donovan is killing it is by L. Cosimano and Finley Donovan <laughs> Finley Donovan's killing it. But actually she's not She's a stressed out single mum of two And a struggling novelist And her life is just in chaos The new book she's promised her literary agent Isn't written And her ex-husband fired the nanny Without telling her And the book starts on a morning Where she's sent her four year old to school With her hair duct taped to her head Hair duct taped to her head um, After Mm-mm. her kid cuts her <laughs> Cuts its hair So she's, she goes to meet her agent anyway and she, someone else overhears their discussion, and she ends up getting mistaken for a hit woman. Oh, yeah. And but because she like, because she's a single mom and she's really struggling, she like kind of struggles to say no to this lump sum of money, and she, Stop.
0: Ends, she ends people up, pleaser.
1: <laughs> she ends up being a, a hit woman. Jokes, but like the whole time she's very, she just wants out, and she just wants to like get it done with, and like they have to like bury your body and then like maybe people are going to dig it up like it's so tense but so funny the whole time like the whole time she's still got to like do the school run and look after her kids that sounds so
0: funny and I still to this day whenever anyone mentions that book I still think about your Instagram picture of it
1: just nailed I, it. That is I killed it, you might say. Yeah. I um I think it's one of my proudest moments of my life. <laughs> my whole life, that picture. I'll share it on our stories maybe the day that we release this. Yeah. Um and good news, there's a sequel. Yeah. Oh, She's hey. confirmed it's called Finley not Donovan Knocks them Dead. joke And I'm so in loving that pun. Yeah. Oh. It's ten just out of so ten. Good. I might reread it
0: does sound amazing and I am I do have a little bit of FOMO that I haven't read it thanks mate um so we've discussed a lot in the past about how much I bloody love a crime novel because when I was growing up I did used to want to be a detective do you
1: remember those days I I feel like you still do a bit I still do a little bit (laughs) just a
0: little bit and it was like my password to everything was my favorite fictional detective yeah <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not going to say it out loud because it might still be my password <laughs> for a few things um but it doesn't always have to be serious all no. the time and that's what I love about this genre like recently learning or reading these books that have just been a little bit more playful with the storylines and I had a great time reading The Marlowe Mur- Murder Club by Robert Thurgood, and it's about Judith Potts who's this 77 year old woman and she's a bit of a local legend in the town of Marlow because she's become known for being this really abrupt eccentric eccentric woman who rides her bike about town without a care in the world. Um, a bit like Olive Kitteridge you might say um, and Judith sort of fills her days you know creating crosswords for the times which is a pretty cool job when you think about yeah, it. Yeah I couldn't do that. You know and wait and she sort of waits for her whole day is built around when is an acceptable time to start drinking scotch and on one summer evening she goes out swimming in the nude I might add in the local um river in the Thames and she overhears the scene of a very brutal murder but the police wrongly assume that it's a suicide, and Judith sort of takes the investigation into her own hands, and she's joined forces with Susie and Bex, who also live in the in the neighbourhood, and they're on a mission to solve not one but in the end three murders. So it all gets a bit much, oh it gets God. a bit wild. Okay, I loved it.
1: One, I need to meet Judith. She sounds excellent. <laughs> right up your your two, team. Lauren. Do you know who recorded this recently on their Instagram? I do not. Toph! Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, listeners. In lockdown, me and Lauren have become obsessed with watching Georgia Toffolo's IGTVs. <laughs> if you haven't watched them, go and watch them. She'll like, she'll like do a makeup tutorial, or she'll try on loads of outfits. But they are chaotic. Like she'll There's... poke herself in the eye, or <laughs> swing a shoe into her head, or... and she doesn't edit it out.
0: I love it so much, and I do think that we've made now lockdown's finished that they might go a little bit more like normal. I don't
1: want that. I don't want
0: that either because she used to like put together like just outfits for fun in her dressing room at home and Jess and I would sc- screenshot them because she'd be asking like is this a vibe? Like I'm kind of feeling it and
1: it would be the most yeah. tragic, outrageous outfit that is just not a vibe. Or she'd put, like she'd have outfits laid out and then only once you put them on she'd be like does this even go? <laughs> and, and didn't edit it out? Like that's what I can't believe. Yeah there was a couple where she'd be like Guys, this doesn't go. But she keeps it in and I, I love, it. love it. I love it so much. So yeah, we, we are now obsessed getting with
0: off, Toph. getting off track here, aren't we? <laughs> um, but give her a follow. We've also recorded her book, haven't yeah, we? Yeah,
1: Meet Me in Hawaii.
0: Well, that makes sense because it's a fun book. So I feel like Toph would love it. Yeah. Um, and it's no surprise. So I knew I'd love Judith the main character as soon as I virtually or whatever it was met her on the first page uh, because she was drinking scotch and wearing a cape um, oh with nothing God. underneath
1: she just gets better
0: not a button just in the nude wearing a cape which I is just her. fucking brilliant <laughs> um, and she's about to go skinny dipping so in many ways she reminded me as I've said of Olive Kitteridge um, for anyone who's a fan of Elizabeth Strout's Marmite protagonist Um, And the story was just so far-fetched and ludicrous that it worked and it was just so funny and I, I, you know, I just gobbled it all up, really. And it was really refreshing to read a mystery novel from a new perspective, one that's not, you know, this hard-hitting detective and very serious and, you know, very driven by their job, but actually a 77-year-old woman and not detective at all so lots of lovable characters in there and lots of light-hearted drama
1: yeah i still find it really interesting that that book came out around a similar time as richard osmond's thursday murder club yeah i find that wild another such it. similar names they're both about old people doing crimes and the books are both red. it blows my mind <laughs> but it's really good so the book is set in a middle-class retirement village where elizabeth joyce ron and ibrahim form the thursday murder club to discuss unsolved crimes however when a murder occurs closer to home they find themselves investigating a live case and use every check up their sleeves to solve it and like literally every trick like there's quite a few times where they like play on being old to get um, like clues and evidence (laughs) and I love it love that why wouldn't you (laughs) right Um, so this is another book with elderly characters that I love how many episodes of the podcast (laughs) have I managed to say that and now I feel like all but maybe one I think I love it it's Um, it's, it's kind of slow paced but like I feel like it works because it's Mm. predominantly set in a retirement village so I feel like that's fine for it to be like that um, I just loved the characters. wanted to be Elizabeth and there were so many points where they would just had me giggling so Joyce has a little diary she keeps and at the time it really made me laugh so I've got the quote ready to <laughs> it still gives me a little chuckle so this is Joyce. She says, I haven't been to Ashford International, but I doubt a station would have International in its name and not have an MS. Maybe even an Oliver bonus. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I love <laughs> them. They're all so middle class and I just love them. Um and there's gonna be a sequel. I've actually got an so early copy. Exciting. I'm actually losing my mind. And it's called The Man Who Died Twice. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I'm buzzing for that. We watched him speak at the Penguin Summer we did at their summer event mm. virtual guys don't worry yeah
0: and it, it sounded brilliant so and he excited. he by all means sounds as though he's really shocked by just how much this book has been loved and yeah. adored by bookstagram all over
1: yeah well it's the it's genuinely the characters you can't not yeah. love them they're so so lovable. high hopes for the next book so how to kill your family
0: let's loop it back is it a reco from you one
1: hundo it's a reco from me is it a reco from you it's a hands-down reco guys it's a book reco (laughs) (laughs) so it comes out well on the day we release this episode it will come out in the uk the next day so if you're listening to this later it's out go buy it woohoo lucky Lucky you guys
0: currently reading? Um actually just this morning I started The Lock In by Phoebe Luckhurst. Oh I've I've
1: just finished it.
0: Oh have you? Mm-hmm. Okay so I'm only I'm lit I'm like just a couple of page a couple of chapters in and I'll read the blurb. So it says after Ellen stumbles downstairs to discover the kitchen is flooded the housemates find themselves in the attic desperate to cut the water supply but when Ben, Alexa's date from the night before, accidentally breaks the door handle, all four of them are trapped. So cue the worst ever morning after the night before, especially when Ellen becomes convinced she knows Ben from somewhere dot 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 Mm -hmm. So I am just at the part where the attic door has just closed and they've realised they're locked in. Which, by the way, happened to me once. What? Yeah. In an attic? Not in an attic, in my Wendy house, in my old house. I was like. Uh, Your ten. Wendy house had a lock on it? Yeah. A, a little lock outside, not inside. But basically, <laughs> Did it have I was a a lock? in there with my my brother, my cousin Luke, and my dad. And all day, me, Chris, and Luke had been experimenting on how we can lock ourselves in. <laughs> probably inside, just for like I don't know, as you do when you're like ten. Right. And then my dad came in to give us lunch, and then my brother Chris was like, "Dad, look what we learnt to do," and then showed my dad how he can lock our he can lock us in. So we were then trapped in the Wendy house for like four hours.
1: At least you had an adult with you.
0: <laughs> we were in there for like
1: four a- hours
0: because my mum was out shopping. So, and it was really hot. It was a summer day. We were trapped in this Wendy house. Why did
1: you just kick the door down? It's only a Wendy house. But
0: it was like a proper, like, shed Wendy house. Like, it was wooden. Yeah. It would have broken. Down, exactly. It would have broken. <laughs> so we just, we just had a little afternoon in there. In we the got sauna. Very claustrophobic, yeah. It's write a book about I that, shouldn't I? This. You
1: should. <laughs> yeah, you could call it the locket.
0: <laughs> Take two. Um, so what are you reading, Jess?
1: oh you'll be pleased to know what I'm currently reading um this is a book that I bought for 50p in a car park oh I know what book you're someone just had a table of books out and I was like yeah all right I've mm. been wanting to read this one for a really long time but it's just one of those ones that you just forget to buy or like you know it's been out for so long mm. that why would you buy it new you'd always get it second hand so anyway it's One Day by what the hell is his name is it David, David Nichols? Nichols? there we yeah. go um, which I know so, well, I know so many people love it because I put up my bargain on Just our kidding. stories and got an unruly amount of messages of people <laughs> being like, this is my favourite book! And I was like, oh my God, I feel like I have to love it now. It was very I know, there's a lot of pressure. Um, and I started reading it because I know the book is set on the 15th of July each year. So I was like, oh, it's 15th of July, I'll start it today. Love that. Yes. Um,
0: this book I read years ago now. I read it because my parents friends read it and were like oh this is such a beautiful book um it's all about like friendship and how your friendships sort of progress over the years so then all of my parents my parents friends read it I just think that's so sweet and then I read it um and I really yeah I
1: did love it yeah so it's um it's the same day each year. Yeah. And like you revisit these two characters on this one day. One day. <laughs> hey, name of the viewer. <laughs> they did there. um And I hear there's a film. I feel like I've been very out of the loop because I didn't even realise it was a film either. Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. Mm. Is it an American film then?
0: No, she plays a northern... Last Northern! Her accent in it is absolutely appalling. I wish they just kept her as a British accent because she sort of like goes in and out of a northern accent. It's really bad. Why do we always do that? Um, But it's a very good film. It's worth a watch after you finish the book obviously. Obviously.
1: Okay I'm excited. I really hope it lives up to the hyped up messages in our Yeah I just
0: think it's quite an endearing book. It's oh, okay. I'm up for that. Not hugely eventful. That's fine by me. Yeah. I don't need an eventful book. I Just no. need characters that I love. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be interested to know what you make of okay. characters. Okay. I think I'm
1: on page 150-ish. Okay. I can't remember. <laughs> it's quite what year a chunky I'm in. book, isn't it? I think I'm around 1993 in the current bit oh. of the story if that means anything to you it sounds like you read it years ago so i'd be surprised you're it means it nothing yet. to me but i, I kind of know what
0: the vibe of 1993 was like so i can kind of see right. what era they were in right, right. sort of disco time
1: disco time <laughs> is that what you're calling that year It's <laughs> the year you were born maybe it is <laughs>
0: i kind of know what he gets up to though in the 90s so i'm like okay i, I guess that's you're right it is you're disco out. time
1: Tells you're at, you're Tells right. we're giving you a chance to win a july books the matter box which has a dystopian herland theme it's full of gorgeous goodies and a copy of the mercies by kieran millwood Hargrave. There are two ways to enter. If, like me, you get your podcast
0: on Apple, then subscribe, leave a rating and review, and make sure you use your Instagram handle as your nickname
1: on the review. If, like me, you listen on Spotify or anywhere else, then follow the podcast and share a screenshot on your Instagram stories and tag at BookRepo so you can count your entry that way. And choose for the July
0: blocks are open until Monday the 26th of July, and the winner will be announced on our Instagram on Wednesday the 28th of July.
1: Remember, if you're listening to this at a later date, then you won't be entered into this month, but the good news, it's a monthly contest so we'll enter you into the current month's box thank you so much for listening we'll see you next week